Welcome back to Wamcast. This is two consecutive weeks now. How are we, boys? But, but, but we're always we're always consecutive. We do it every week. It's just yeah, a mate, shame. We've never, never, we've never missed. We've never missed an episode, mate. <laughs> Good, mate. How is everyone? Luke, how are you doing? Decent, mate. Tomo, sensational as always, mate. Tom, Nothing's mate. changed. No update from me. <laughs> It's all good, mate. Training's good. My legs are battered from yesterday. Um, and that's about it, to be honest, mate. Put a little post yeah. about how to train legs. And that's about You're not it. deloading? Uh, I am deloading, mate, from Saturday. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, brilliant. That's this horrendous. This mesocycle has been two weeks long. Um, but I'm getting I'm getting put under the knife, aren't I? On, um, oh, on yeah, Saturday. of course. Man's getting mm. sliced up, you done know, um, gynoting. But um, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's not Guyana, by the way. <laughs> um, just getting a little procedure done. Um, what do they call it? Get rid of the wrinkles and that penis reduction. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. That's it. Mm. So just getting a little bit of a penis reduction. Um, Charles paid for herself. She said it's just I just can't handle it. So anyway, that's all been done. That's been done Saturday. So I think I might have a few days off afterwards. There you go. Get Needed, week. mate. Going Dude, into hip flexion after that would be honestly, well, mate, an extension, an extension as well. Yeah, I know. Don't even get me started, mate. No hip hinging for big Tommy T. I don't hip hinge anyway, mate. <laughs> mate, I can stop laughing at your post. It's like he's doing an RDL. Me- messaged him, you're like, Yeah, I'm not doing them anymore. Back mate, on the all, okay, can I just say something, mate? I did what three sets of RDLs, right? I went from 220. And then I went to 140 afterwards and then 100 afterwards, mate. No joke. I was lying in bed about half nine, sweating, mate. And I've I'm, I'm got cold shivers. I'm like, Charles, something is not right here. She's like, you know what, Charles? Like, she goes, shut up, get to sleep. I'm there like, I'll see these someone. <laughs> anyway, up. mate, wake up at three o'clock, mate. I'm sweating, but I'm literally shivering. I'm like, Charles, something is not right. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> but she's worried about me because apparently I'm... Um, I'm like breathing really heavily, and I was like, I don't feel right, mate. The RDLs gave me some sort of weird attack, bro. So you basically, so what you that's what it yeah. was. What you're saying is you've actually taken a set to a proximity within failure for the first time in your life, and you've just had a normal response to it. Yeah, mate. It, honestly, it I, I tell you now, mate. I did two twenty for eight, and it was for like at least two three RIRs being sensible. I was ruined, mate. Honestly, I thought that I felt horrendous. Went for a sensory bath, like, sensory input. CNS was just like, no, mate. I'm lying in a scalding bath. I'm there, like shivering, like I was like, something's not mate, right. I'm pretty, mate, I don't think that's the RDL, mate. That's just germs, mate. Mate, now, nah, but then the next morning I felt sound. This is what I mean. <laughs> Pops the paracetamol, ibuprofen at three a.m. Next thing you know, I wake up, um, right as rain. The RDLs mashed Tommy T up. That's funny. Jeez. Perrin, how you doing, mate? Have you got any heating on or just nope. <laughs> Can you tell us more angry. about this um this Metcon, brother? Mate, I've noticed a huge difference in my cardiovascular endurance. Yeah, I'd hope so. That is it's just come out of nowhere. Like I was fucked, 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 and now I'm like, oh, hello. Less fucked, less fucked. Yeah, yeah. Less fucked. I can do it. Now. <laughs> when we first started, it's absolute fucking shit. You say like, what is this? It's very little return, and now you can set a pace. 
so it's like last week I said I did so like like fourteen hundred RPMs, four hundred meters on the rower. You know, did five four hundred meters, rest two minutes, four hundred meters. And I did that eight times. This week it was five hundred, and I felt better this week doing the five hundred than I did last week's four hundred. Man's making the CV gains, mate. Man's... That is heart heart variability gains. That is. Like heart variability is like 100 and something, man. It's on a map. Jeez, man. Your recovery is so optimal, bro. Recovery is so good. I also, I was listening to um, Andrew Huberman, Matthew Walker podcast. You know the guys did Why We Sleep? Yeah. yeah. You know all this bullshit about, oh, you get more growth in tests when in deep sleep? It's bullshit. You get more test and growth during REM sleep. So the whole... Man, I don't even look into that. I just make sure I sleep. I, I yeah. don't know. That's well, the general consensus is do not deep the type of sleep you get just do a new carpet just close your eyes and sand no yeah, mate, no, go bed you, just go sleep man do stressing. not deep sleep which That's one of them's is. which one of them said that because matthew walker but, but he's he's come out and said the opposite before you mean, yeah. prediction thing. it's all that september 2022 those people, those people change their opinion all the time because there's more information yeah. coming up all the time yeah yeah I don't know, I did, I, I, that's interesting, but. No, that's what I, I, was bit, I was a bit like, I always thought deep sleep was the one where we just get wham, but yeah. it's deep not. Sleep. Yeah, I, or it's either that, or REM sleep, you release like more testosterone and. You you produce more human, well, the science that I understand. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's what I was understanding. Yeah, because you produce, like... you produce more human growth hormone when in deep so... sleep, but then that also comes from, um, oh, what is it now? Like if you Go put yourself, in, yeah, I'll I'll have a listen to it after. But I think it's it's also a bit irrelevant because all of us buy you supplement those things. So I was about to say, what happens with the growth hormone? What happens when you start implementing that anyway? Does that just? I make... I mean, I if you look at, I I find this really interesting because look at me, I don't produce any. <laughs> yeah, I was looking. I was talking with Ali about this because obviously, like. In in well, from what was my understanding until parents mentioned this, in deep wave sleep, you you produce more more human growth hormone than you do. Yeah, that's what I was Then, if you supplement that as well with human growth hormone, do you then spend longer in deep sleep because you're then putting synthetic human growth hormone? When I look at my aura ring data, like I literally get maybe like less than an hour's REM sleep overnight, but I'm in deep for about five six hours of my sleep. REM sleeps, I, I don't know. You're gonna have to listen to it, but REM sleep is you know your emotional stability your cognitive stuff and that's everything that gets repaired and then growth is supposedly the other one but you're supposed to sort of get 50 50 amounts of them really hey, honestly i'm like luke now i don't really deep my um, sleep to be honest i literally go to bed at the same time and i usually wake up at the same time and that's about me i don't try it i don't do bit melatonin you know i mean bit i just Put in two gummies, chew them, they're sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Straight to sleep. No, I'm, no, I'm saying you get me, cuz. So that's about me, mate. I don't really feel it's interesting because that's what I've always thought. Oh, you've got to get X amount of, you got to get, you know, get as much deep sleep as you possibly can. But I think as long as, like Luke said, just close your eyes and hope for the best. That's yeah, also, like, I don't, I don't really think, like, I've tried to do so much to increase my REM sleep. And it doesn't matter if I don't drink caffeine, if I cut caffeine out completely, like, or cut it out by a certain time, like within a window of sleep, like I still just don't REM. I don't remember my dreams, whether I take melatonin or not. 
Like that's not what you told me the other night. Well, yeah, I've recently I've had some wavy dreams. However, um, like <laughs> look at my my ring data. Like I'm in deep for a very long time and REM for such a minute like amount of the night and can't really do anything about it. Like I just close my eyes and wake up in the morning and just go, yeah, I feel kind of refreshed. Cool. Yeah, that's the same as me, mate. I don't really deep that sort of stuff to be honest. What are you I, gonna do I've about it? You can't, a, I've always been a good sleeper. Yeah. You can't self-induce, oh, I'm just going to be in REM the whole tonight, so. <laughs> yeah, I fancy spending it half an hour more. Yeah, I, I, I do know what, do it. let's just, I bail this light, I just want to be in deep all night, bro. But yeah, also, man. like, Matthew Walker, if you sleep for less than nine hours, he basically says you're going to die, so. What? Yeah, he's the guy that's like, if you sleep anything less than nine hours a night, you know, you're going to end up with cancer, you're going to end up with this. Like, obviously not tonight. The, the, in, the chance of increased mortality goes up significantly. Yeah. Let's not let's not even go into that rabbit hole. Oh my lord! Yeah. I've just um, I just went onto uh, Instagram, which is a very bad social media platform, and I've seen this tiny, tiny person on the left. He looks like he's about two weeks away from starvation, and I've seen this wham kid on the right, and this this big P. Yeah, yeah, mate. Big Pete looks like he's about to go into a fifty-meter freestyle race. Have you mate. have you seen? <laughs> Got it the right way round, mate. Progress. Go through, go through the comment section. The comments are awful. Go through it, mate. They're so bad. I'm I'm done now. What do you mean? You, read the comment section of that Ali's post. Who am I mate, slapping I'll... up? Read Troy's comment, mate. I'm uh, he's done me in. Troy, big boy, Troy. Let's see it. Peter Bix. Peter Bix. I was like, I've got nothing now. That's social suicide. <laughs> Peter Bix. It's about a, it's about um hundred pound difference between those photos. Mate, you yeah. do look like you're about to go a backstroke um uh, backstroke race. Yeah, mate. I think that was like maybe like around like I don't know, that was that was it's at least two, three years ago. Mate, that's maybe, maybe four, maybe four to be honest. So, but yeah, I sent that to Ali. I was like, "This is funny." Found it came up on like you know your phone does like memories on this day, however many years ago. Yeah, from that, and I was like, "Oh, this will be a funny comparison." I mean, yeah. I bet you at that time you're like, "Mate, I look so good right now." No, I was like, "I'm <laughs> scrawny." I was like, "I'm Mate, scrawny." I've got no doubts. Lead, bro. Yeah. Mate, it's funny. Some of the some of the people are messing me about that. I'm just like, "Oh god, it's embarrassing." But yeah. He- that's his new name, Peter Bix. Yeah. Um, I got a, I got some questions, obviously, but the first one isn't the question. I um, I'm not too sure. I'm trying to find his actual name because it's just oh, his account just says. Start. Yeah, well, no, his account is literally like training diary. Oh, he, tra- he trains yeah. at ten. His name's Lewis. That's hey, all I can tell what you. What a legend, mate. Lewis right. is a legend. Yeah, Lewis goes. Not a question. Just want to say the man them are killing it on the podcast at the minute. Big love. <laughs> Honestly, that guy's a legend. And his mates as well. Yeah. Also, big up Dan, the lad that came up to me in uni this week. Are you Pete from the Wildcats? Big up Dan as well, by the way. What a legend. He was like, yeah, he was asking. And then obviously he starts talking about the Wildcats. And he just goes, seriously, though, is that that pairing lad actually natty? And I was like, yeah, mate. (laughs) The most frequently asked question. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to disappoint you all. Mate, honestly, that is Matthew that is quite McGee. a frequently asked question, mate. Honestly, I get it yeah. all the time. Like, I, I, like you would like, I would say if I was on gear, 
Well, yeah, well, well, I could have been in the just lie to everyone for months. Yeah, just, <laughs> just say no. No one asked me, mate. That's the thing. Everyone, I still look natty, so no one thought any different. Mate, not after seeing that today, your shots yeah, no, today, mate. mate. I'm looking, I'm looking quite round. Mate, you are looking like the round, like a round sort of Dorito tank from the shoulders. Cool, the... bro. That's just because I'm getting so much REM sleep. Mate, it's the sleep, What's the trick? How'd you get the REM, bro? Sleep thing. I don't know. It's yeah. the sleep, bro. That's what it is. It's all the yeah. sleep, man. I put um, I put that photo <laughs> of us, us all in Cardiff drinking up, and then every question I've got is basically about us drinking. There's no, there's no like productive educational oh, questions. Rude boys. It's just rude boy questions from the question master himself. He's dropped the... quattro, quattro questions. What? Who's this? Who is the question master? Luke. Come on, you know who the question master is? Luke. Yeah, of what? course it is. What do we call Lewis? Lewis. I think they're both. Oh, Louis. Louis. Oh, Louis. <laughs> yeah. Louis's not, not asked anything for ages. Whatever the fuck his name is. Big rude boy Louis. Um, he doesn't ask questions anymore. What a waste. Nah, of... I think it's because you threatened to stab him. No, I threatened to level him out. All oh, right. Okay. Cool. Don't do knives. Thought... <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't do knives. Cornish leveler, mate. Yeah. First question by the Hobbit is best and worst alcoholic beverage. I think the worst ones. Ford the worst. Shit. What? 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 Port. Oh yeah, that burns. Port Sport. Sport's all right, mate. It's um anything like. Is it the coffee? Anything coffee, mate, or whatever. I don't Press know. martini, get in, mate. Yeah, that's Press martini, mate. No, no, that's no, good. Mate. That's that's a painting, you know. And also, is it sambuca as well? Or like oh, I don't mind that. I don't mind sambuca. sambuca. Nah, bro, I'm not about that life, mate. No, no, no. Jeez. Yeah, I think the best has got to be like probably espresso martina. We're pairing on that one. Honestly, that. mate, coffee. Yeah, but not for drinking, drinking because you know, this is what I mean. Mate. You don't like coffee in any case, so why the fuck are you gonna like? Mate, I'm not into that <laughs> coffee that you drink. Tom, you don't even. You like you, when we go out, right? Tom doesn't get a drink that is pleasurable that he enjoys drinking. Tom goes, "What is the cheapest? What is the least amount of money I can pay to be as mortal as I possibly can be?" And it starts off with a bottle of vodka, like the cheapest bottle of vodka you can get. No cap, no cap. <laughs> literally just goes kachow, bit of orange juice with it if he's feeling fancy. And then while we're out, he will just do shots. Or he'll just get like a double vodka lemonade, something dead. Does not ever. They're not buy. dead. I go for them as well, Tom. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but it's not like he doesn't get a drink that he goes, "Oh, this is really nice. Oh, do you want to try some of this?" Or, "Oh, yeah, I'll get that beer because I really enjoy that beer." He just goes, "What's going to ruin me for the cheapest amount of money?" And that, that is that's correct. what my man does. That 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 is correct. That yeah. is you correct. went to the alchemist and Tom drank water. Mate, I was priming the CNS. But to later fair, on in the drinks. Freddie, <laughs> Freddie and I got um Freddie and I shared this cocktail, this mad hat cocktail. Mate, <laughs> yeah, this gets put bro. this gets put on the table, and Tom goes, Oh, it looks like it's out of Alice in Wonderland. It's like, yeah, it's a mad hat, <laughs> mate. Um, <laughs> fucking brilliant one, bud. Yeah, it was weird. Mate, it was just foamy. It was, it was they were drinking out of teapots, bro. Like, I'm all good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all good, mate. Yeah. Second question by Luke, he's gone collective amount of electrolytes consumed after this night. I can tell you this. We got the tub of Hydroflow out. Man. Mate, we were rinsing Hydroflow after it in Cardiff. Was, is that the one when I was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did bang a lot of that. We prepared yeah, it all so before, didn't we? we yeah, yeah, yeah. We prepared it all before that. God, we're so wet. We all pre-made Hydroflow, got in, chugged pints of it, had some more, had some melatonin, went bad. Fantastic yeah. recovery. That was elite, though, mate. 
Yeah. Who's the biggest the best nights out ever had? Yeah, yeah that was so that. funny. And it always who's, the, who's the biggest liability when they're drunk? Probably Charlotte. Say, me, me. Yeah. I don't I don't well, I kick people in the head. That's about it. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in the head. And remember when you went uh into Tesco for a plaster? You were in there for like half an hour. Mate, oh, the guy mate. was wondering whether I got assaulted or not, basically, mate. No, Tom, you didn't give a fuck. This is what you yeah. yourself. You didn't care. See, mate. this this ties perfectly into Luke's next question, which is how terrifying is Tom stumbling around when he's drunk? I can imagine him wiping people out. Yeah, mate, he just kicks them in the skull while they're on the floor waiting for a paramedic. The, the best thing about them. that was he goes, You're right, mate. And then <laughs> bang. bang. Have it. Mate, he needed it. He just needed a little bit of a, like a refresher, mate. But people were asking me for um uh, what do you call it? Arm wrestles and stuff. I was arm wrestling the whole of Cardiff, mate, that night. Yeah, mate. Smoking everyone funny. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fred's, uh, Freddie's dropped two questions in. Oh, I told everyone... you. I can't ask the question. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? He was like, if everyone on the Whamcast was a dog, what breed would they be? Mate. Tom, Tom you're a great Dane, mate. Let's get that yeah. one done. Tom's a fucking Doberman. Yeah. Mate, great... I'm, just big, big, I'm just a big, big dopey also. fucker, basically. Nah, you're a you're a, you're a great Dane, mate, or like a Dalmatian, something big yeah, and like. I'm, that. I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that, mate. Yeah. You best believe Luke's coming in like a Dexter. You done though. Yeah, yeah. 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 I reckon. Cool. I reckon Perrin looks like a beagle. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just like small, like a bit like. What like was big, but then kind of like you know what I mean, like just just quite flappy in the way he does things, really. You know what I mean, yeah. flappy, I think, yeah, flappy ears. You know what I mean, like quite just yeah. uh, quite gets happy along with content. life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jack, I think Jack could be like a staff or something. Jack could be like a little staffy. It'd be Jack, something Jack's that could like tear you up. I'd say like, like a, a little, like a little like, Pete's one that can. um I reckon one that's like nice and chill and just like can change it anyway. I'd say Pete's a bulldog, mate, oversized. <laughs> bulldog. <laughs> just oh, mate, crazy body weight all year round. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy back pumps. Crazy back pumps. Yeah. Just snores like an absolute snores. Group, but... Breathing's just fucked. Breathing's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> ruined, mate. Yeah. Um Freddie's second question was opinions on Sugma and his chances at the O this year. Who? You know, I heard of Sugma. Who? Sugma that's what, that's what I, mean. I don't know. Who? Yeah, Luke. Mate, don't make me creep. Luke had a question today saying top 10 at Mr. Olympia. And I, I instantly knew what he was going to say. Like, I don't actually follow the, I don't actually follow <laughs> professional bodybuilding. I was like, <laughs> mate, I, couldn't, I couldn't name 10, let alone give you mate, top 10. You name 10 pro bodybuilders. <laughs> oh, mate. Who, who's this? Sig- What's his name? Sugma. Sugma. Yeah. Like my balls thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh. I've, I've been hooked on I'm crying. Up. It's so funny. Yeah. See, oh. he messaged, Freddie messaged me. He was like, please play this off because I feel like Tom will, it'll get Tom. Instead, half has just been done. Got me, man. Only bodybuilders. How would it get me when I know the people going to Olympia? It will get the one that doesn't know anything yeah. about professional bodybuilding. <laughs> Luke's still debating what this question means. Um probably love. searched him up. Yeah. But yeah, He's no, got that was sick physique, by the way. Real good. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's hard, he's round, he's you know what I mean? He's full. Love it. But yeah, that was that was the end of the end of the questions. 
It was uh, a yeah. well, I didn't put um I put it up late to be fair. Sorry. Mate, let's yeah, go back. Uh, first. Mm. Oh yeah, no, I was I was sorting them out. Uh, I've, I've, mate, I've just come off that podcast of Ali. He ended it saying, "When am I going to get invited on the Whamcast?" We need, we need a translator first, mate. You said he I don't didn't know what it means. I don't know. Ali, the funny thing is, um, he's got to learn how to speak English. Ali, 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 Ali's big at the minute. The Queen's language, and then he come on. Ali, 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 Ali,
Got back to Leeds, took it to the garage this week. They said, that's the best self-repair I've ever seen. I said, it should be. No, a thing or two about mechanics, us boys. Um, yeah. Man, man, talent, you know. Yes, yeah, so that was that was that. So cars, cars pulling through still, but Ferrari's still going. Mate. Ferrari's still going. I've made. I've been to the garage every month with it for the past three months. I feel like Christian Chapman. Yeah, when you going to a Rolls or something? Um, April next year, I think, just before prep. Mate, that's decent. Roll up, yeah. roll up at your show, like. It's the motherfucking D R double D. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to see you boys prep. Peter Bix, motherfuckers. Well, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be at least we're gonna be like you know like completing the prep because last year Perrin was obviously manager of prep and now he's yeah. a hybrid athlete. So hopefully we us boys can pull through. Yeah, but yeah. yours won't be mismanaged. You'll be sound. Yeah, that is the that is the plan. You'll I think um, Tom, have you have you locked those show dates in for sure? Man, I said locked up the show. Oh, Tom, Tom, your answer made me laugh. You're like, I'm not doing many. And you reeled off like four shows, three, four yeah, shows. Yeah, that's not many. That's a lot. Many's like seven or eight. Yeah. No, that that's like death. Four man. is average. Average thing. Nah, Jack Buff, Jack Buff done it right, mate. One and done, in and out. He mm. messed about. Jack Buff, mate, yeah. <laughs> he secured that- the dub. Done. Jack secured yeah, the dub. <laughs> the dub. <laughs> he secured the dub. He could not right. secure the dub. If Jack turned up fat, he still would have got that dub. Yeah, I was gonna say he could have turned up like peak off season. <laughs> I might do that, you know. I might just pick he a really quiet show that I know no one's buff. in. Fluffy buff. Fluffy buff. He's a menace to society at the minute, Jack. He's just wham. He's just walking around at like ninety kilos at five foot five. There's, he's got no business being there. He's silly big. He's silly big. Silly, it's silly big, mate. Honestly, it's it's oh, ridiculous. How, when I see his posing, I'm say like, what is going on? Like, it's ridiculous. He looked, he tagged us in that reel the other night, and I was honestly like, what am I even looking at? This man is huge. Yeah, I messaged him straight away, but I also mentioned his programming, mate. My man just chose every exercise in the book and put it in. Mate, I saw his. I mean, this could sort of delve us into what into this topic, mate. Programming, mate. I was. I mean, he'll be listening to this with the Lewis like train diary. One of AJ Morris's clients, big up AJ Morris, great coach. Mate, it's it's programming, mate. Was it on a madness, my man? Posterior, mate. Lat, mid back, seated hamstring curl, Bulgarian split squat, rear delt, bicep, lat movement. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, mate, man's here for hours on end. Yeah, screw that. I'm in and out, mate. I'm yeah. I, I'm in and out, job, mate. Like my leg sessions. Um, Oh, mate, I love my leg sessions. Two isolations, two compounds, carbs, and me, me done. That's it, mate. Yeah. But same with the upper. I just don't like. I just don't get this mad programming. Like I saw Jack's um Jack, and if he was here, I'd say the same thing. Went on for ages. Glute drive. He told me that's dialed down from what he was doing, mate. You... Yeah, but I think so I think getting... where where Jack's come from and the line of programming he's he's done previously, like those sessions were big. They he said it, he's, he said to me that it's it's hard to transition because he said to me he wants to dial it down, have a few exercises within one session, but he's finding it hard to make the transition, which I do understand. But yeah. when programming, I will not exceed like seven exercises. Nah, man, same here. I've, yeah, I think the oh, most I've here. got is like eight and like two of them might be an arm I'm, movement or something. I'm, like I'm normally keeping it like around six. Even Joe's yeah. programming that I finalized in Fire Across, I think he's on like, yeah, he's around six a session with a couple of primers. And, that, and that's nice BB Pro whammers, mate. I think it's sweet. Six, seven, sweet. I, yeah, I think to, to sort of play devil's advocate with this, obviously, though, like, 
an individual like Joe, like you said, IFBB Pro Lavers, his execution and recruitment will be insane. He will be extremely efficient within those five or six movements. Someone not as efficient, you might have to pull a lot more volume in for them to nah, get the you, same reward. You can flip that though, because if you yeah, get, yeah. there's so many, there's so many ways you can flip it. Like yeah, but this is a real good point though that people need to understand. If you're new to the gym and your skill set's not very good, if you give someone eight exercises to learn yeah. a session, they're doing nothing. If you give them three, but they get good at them, yeah, yeah, it's going to a response there. I agree, man. I agree. But, yeah, like we all know, we all know people that will need higher volume because they can't execute accordingly, and that'll be like yeah. But mid, I wouldn't do that in more exercises. I would. Literally I would do that. Sets. I would do that with more sets. Yeah. So, so. For example, like I wouldn't do like I got some people having like, for example, if they're having like a line hamstring curl and a seated hamstring curl in the same session, I wouldn't do that. I just put them on one curl and that'll be it. So instead of like trying to learn the um, skill acquisition of two. I'd rather them get better at one and then they can rinse that and get better at that. And then when they learn the execution of that and then nailed that, then we sort of look at and dial in on that. It's, it's what they enjoy as well, isn't it? Like if you've got an individual that wants to spend that time in there, it's not a problem. Like it's obviously you could argue like you could do this. This would be more optimal. They might just genuinely enjoy it. Like, I honestly hate spending long in the gym. Yeah. But then you got to think like, mate, like warming up to do different exercises. Like think about it. He's doing like one set, maybe two sets on stuff, mm. like one set on a Bulgarian split squat, mate. It's like 15 minutes warming up for a Bulgarian split and, squat. And then you've got to wait so, five minutes and then do another set. Yeah, and on kit, like, got to wait for kit most of the time. Yeah, Mate, honestly, true. like... Speaking, like of, think... speaking of mechanics, um, do, you, do, do you guys know who that um, Kyle Baxter, Coach Baxter, prescript guy? Done that video with yeah. Cuba? Done that video yeah. with Cuba a few? Yeah. Yes. Ali, and I, Ali and I had him on Wednesday morning for an hour. Guy is very, very smart. We went through um basically rib, rib cage, pelvic, and then like foot mechanics, and all to do with that breathing and being able to sort of breathe your way into ranges of motion that you didn't originally have due to like CNS not allowing you to go there and then improving function of all kinds of things. Honest to God. But say that in English so people can actually understand it. Right. So um the way he he coaches like if you struggle to get into like say shoulder extension or something or like you you struggle to get into a incline press due to like whatever limiting range of motion there's certain breathing pattern patterns and breathing techniques you can use that will allow your because the basic the thing is like if your muscle doesn't want to go somewhere it's because your cns is going it's not safe so you can breathe through that and basically teach your CNS to go, oh, it's safe to go there. I'll allow that to move there. Mm. There are other things that do come into it. Like people are going to argue, oh, but my muscles are well tight. Yeah, they're tight, but then your body doesn't allow them to stretch because it's not safe. Like you can sort of breathe. Also, people really don't know how to breathe. It's quite funny. Like rather than allowing, no, yeah, like parents, great job there, mate. Apparently, yeah, don't yeah. what we should do. People basically use like their neck muscles to inhale air rather than allowing air to come in. Due to like pressure differences between like the lung yeah. and the atmosphere, we don't think to breathe. That is, it's a subconscious thing to do. So saying, yeah, don't so how to breathe, it's yeah. It's but so the the argument is like ex exhalation. So like getting air out, you should just allow like the pressure difference to sort of push that diaphragm up. Lungs compress, <laughs> air goes out. What we do is we basically use our chest on our lats to squeeze our lungs to get that air out. So if you're doing that throughout an exercise, for say, your rib cage isn't expanding and contracting properly. So your rib cage isn't in the right position for you to bias certain fibers or allow 
the scapula to move where it should move, which is what will increase or decrease said range of motion. So it's all about like if you can before you train, if you can breathe and get your rib cage moving as it should. Like so, he was he was making a great point about people that can't recruit like clav clavicular fibers, they can't grow up a chest, and it's normally because they can't get their rib cage in a position where they can press well, from. Nasty. Or they're nasty. Well, they normally can't get their rib cage in a position where they can press from efficiently to recruit those fibers and tax that range. And that's because like of incorrect breathing and also like limited range of motion. So it was a really, really interesting conversation. To coach someone through it online would be a nightmare. Yeah. Like as you can see, obviously, like you know, Tom's got a face and like what's going on. You can just like, give him a few cues though, can't you? Yeah, like, what I was gonna them. say was I watched his uh leg day stuff and I went away and implemented it. Like my range of motion is pretty good on most kit anyway. Yeah. But now using like the correct points of application like, on the yeah. foot yeah. and breathing techniques, my range of motion is silly now. Like yeah, no, it's silly. Like if you can if you can do it, you can get your head around it, it's phenomenal. To cue it for actual athletes and clients would be extremely hard online. But if you can talk so like I I was in the gym today with one of the girls that I coached and she was complaining about like sort of pain around levator scap and whatnot. And I went through a few things with these breathing drills with her and like open that range of motion up. And then she was like, oh my God, this is perfect. And it's like, I that's think really, really good in person. To do that online would be like a nightmare with a free WhatsApp text and go through it. I yeah. think I think you can get around it though if you yeah. don't use big words, like keep it super simple. Yeah, yeah. It's use just, it's, yeah. Point of yeah. application, breathe this way. And if you don't say a big word, you're normally all right. It's when you yeah. like, don't overcomplicate. It's yeah, again, technicalities. The, well, the only thing I, I will say, I've got a question for you, Pete, on the uh, clavicular development side of things, because man's got no upper chest. Mine is dead as. But when you look at the pec, it fires as a unit anyway. <clears throat> so when you talk about putting yourself in a better position to produce force, you're mainly talking about putting alignment in a better position and being able to breathe through it and work yeah. through it. Yeah. It's all alignment, though. People don't actually understand that, though. Like what, what Luke just said there, it fires as a unit. People yeah, people, that. People, people think if you're doing an incline, incline press, you're only using the incline bit of your for your pec. Yeah, but mental. all we're doing is we're just biasing one part of the one region of the pec rather than the others. Um, and it's all, it's all about alignment, yeah. it just says a little something. So it's, it's like that if you, yeah, that. so basically, just following on from what Luke said, if you look on like rib cage anatomy. And you look at like sternum and manubrium, which is like if you're visually, it's like basically this bit and that bit there. A lot of people when they get here still don't have any tension across there, and it's because they're tight here and they need to basically like if you go through, if you go through like uh, Coach Baxter on Instagram, if you go through his Instagram, you will find breathing drills for like basically upper arm, huh? Basically oh. upper arm like breathing. Um, mechanics that will then open that range up so then when you get into that position you'll feel a lot more tension and alignment within that area and therefore Luke's correct obviously the pec fires in one however alignment wise placing tension on specific parts of said pec you can do it in a better way yeah you yeah. can do it in, not like more, just more efficiently yeah you can get more out of that press because of these reasons um, one thing we were taking away from the court so we initially we got in contact with him because it was like right you're the best in the world at this shit what can we do with our clients to get like prehab wise pre-routine what would you go through like what what can we use as assessment metrics for does somebody need to do this or can they do this or should they do this and he went through loads of stuff with us that we can put on our sheets and like movement wise can get us to do so 
like as soon as we've done we're doing a video library pretty soon and we're going to do a lot of it in there explaining it visually like as soon as that's done it'll get uploaded to youtube i'll link you all it and you can use it with your clients or replicate it with your own clients because um, it's a nightmare to explain again um but like we we were talking about and it was like or like even to do with like luke said like foot placement like contact points on the foot what's going on mm -hmm. with the ankle are we producing force that was the, the biggest one, one. in the video one with Cooper, well in oh, the video oh. with Cooper when Cooper was performing a lower body push movement I think it was the hack yeah you could see when Cooper wasn't quite on the correct points and you could literally see like the ligament in his ankle saying like nah mate you're not going past this range did you see it with Meg do you did you see Meg on the he put that thing on the toe yeah, yeah, yeah so he he Crazy. said to us on he said to us on the call he went right basically I was, the reason I've done that is I was running out of time and a heel ramp like or a slight called it like a um what did he say it was called a slant something slant board it, it, he said it's just fucking boring for youtube so i got that and put that under a toe but you could see immediately after she'd done that exercise then going into a squat she could squat perfectly for the first time in a couple of years like he said obviously that that little quirky what i don't know kind of like piece of whatever he used was for for like just for youtube views because mm -hmm. he was like that board's boring but like he is completely right. And then after that, you know, we started talking about how like lifters are really good if you want to feel more of the quad. But if you want to actually lift more, they're shite. You should just use flats. Because mm -hmm. you can't produce I don't, I don't force use the, because you're not you're not on you're not in the right correct foot position. It's crazy. Like if, if you're on a hack squat because you've got external stability, you shouldn't use lifters on a hack squat because it's just a waste of your time. Mm -hmm. so, it was like it was it was a, it was a very good um you know, an hour and sort of 15, we, we spoke with him for, so that was quite good. Hopefully a few people have taken value away from that. And if anyone's got any question on breathing mechanics or pelvis mechanics or foot mechanics and wants to drop me a message, so, I'll try my best to explain it. So on a hack squat or a squat press, what are the main cues that, you know, he suggests with breathing to get like a full range of motion? No, on, the breathing, it's not, it's not breathing it's doesn't come into it as much. It's more so foot placement so than applying it, foot, pressure through the yeah. foot, but like the, all that sort of stuff. The breathing side of it, what he said, if you're going to breathe through an exercise to try and increase ROM or alignment of said body, because what you want, you know, this is interesting what he said. You know, when um, I've gone on a tangent, I'll come back to Perrin's hack squat thing just while it's fresh in my mind. You know, when people say, oh, they've got shit abdominal control mm. on stage, he said it's not abdominal control. It's nothing to do with the abdomen. Basically, they're not breathing correctly. And what they're doing is they're forcing, rather than their diaphragm aligning and their gut drops down, and the diaphragm comes down, gut drops down, and everything sits nice and perfectly. They're forcing air in by going like this and not breathing as they should and what happens is diaphragm goes back gut doesn't drop air goes into like the belly and protrudes and then they, they look like they've got awful abdominal control it's nothing to do with their abdomen well so it's is he saying like use a normal breathing pattern he's just saying like if you breathe like the way he described it is like if you put your tongue on the top of your teeth and you breathe in through your nose and you don't make a noise you'll feel expansion equally throughout the rib cage and then diaphragm align diaphragms drop they align perfectly guts drop down if you force air in and you breathe like a, a bit erratically, what happens is like diaphragms don't drop as well and the guts don't move and then they kind of get pushed forward. 
Right. And then it like your that's where you see like belly breathing. Yeah. Rather than like rib cage wise. Um so he was saying like on stage, like you see it all the time, and it's just they're just not breathing correctly, or they're too like amped up in the moment to really control their breathing, and they can't control their breathing, and then they're just like fucked, and then they get marked down. But hack squat wise, he was saying if you're gonna try and breathe on an exercise to increase range of motion, like just continually breathe through your nose, but breathe backwards, like breathe on the um Breathe in on like the concentric, breathe out on the eccentric rather than the opposite way round. Wait, 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 wait. What? So yeah, like, you know, what I, remember, I remember Nick Loff saying that about who, like you know on a hack squat. Mate, I would was... struggle doing that. Yeah, so you know hack squat. Yeah, said something about yeah. that. So you'll breathe you'll breathe at the top and you'll do you'll hold breath on the eccentric, right? And then you'll breathe out on the concentric. Yeah. Yeah, on the on a hack squat. Do it the opposite way around. So, so exhale on the way down, breathe exhale on the, on the way, way down. Up. At the bottom, that is mad. So he was like, just he was like, just do that, do that through like warm ups, and then when you're doing a set, breathe like you brace correctly, and that was like how you can optimize rom. Because basically, what you're doing is throughout that you're just teaching your body like it's okay to be in this position. Yeah, no, I get you. It's not you're not going to perform a working set like that, and if you are, you're really going to struggle. No, I get you, but I think a, a big a big thing to take away from this is that. It is a learned skill. Oh, bracing, yeah. Bracing, it takes so long. And it probably is like 99% of like looking back at training for most individuals and my clients, especially most of them will back me up on this. I say to them that they can improve their bracing and they go, how can I improve my bracing? Um, and it's all about everyone's, everyone can produce forces. It's all individual. Everyone braces differently for themselves. But little things like this, when you can implement it in your own bracing yeah. pads, it's going to be like pivotal. People don't understand that when we're more stable through bracing and like little things like foot placement and stuff maximize ROM and therefore take muscles through their fully length and the short positions. Yeah. It's going to be so much better for muscle growth. And like I said, everyone's individual, but applying this guy's or applying just your own um, method with these guys' methods, mate, yeah. honestly, that's, yeah. that is, in my opinion, that's what makes training better when you apply someone else's, not someone that's top in their fields to your own training. And then you can find your way to make things better for you. And then that, as a, as a, as a coach, all of us, that's how we make our um, clients training better. But, but yeah, no, that... it was a it was a fantastic call, very educational. Uh, my head fell off quite a few times. I've watched the call back twice, trying to get my head around a couple of couple of points. And I've definitely not done the concept justice with my explanation of it. Um, but I've tried. I think it's definitely one of them yeah. where you've got to search them up. Well, I, def I definitely watched the the Kuba leg video because I, I yeah. found that one super interesting. Yeah. And then oh, after that, yeah, yeah mate, it honestly, it's very, very good. And then after that, when Pete's uploaded his um, other podcast, um, <laughs> when Pete's uploaded that one, um, I definitely gave you guys. Oh, no, we, uh, we, we just had him on as a... Oh, we talk, it's not even yeah. a pod. Nah, paid paid for a console, sat with oh, him. For, mate, oh, mate, you're never not gonna release it to boys. No, nah, we'll we're gonna what we're doing is we're hoping, um, not hoping, Ali's currently talking with Jordan Shallows. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So getting Jordan Shallows on at some point, it'll be next year. Um, and then probably see if Kyle 
wants to get on. Oh, the that's not, or Coach Baxter, yeah. Yeah, Coach yeah get, Baxter. get the two of them there. But no, we just put like, because this is, this is if you're listening to this and you want information about something in the industry, like the best thing you can do is pay someone that's really good about it and talk Completely to them. Completely agree. Like, Completely agree. Do you know what I mean? That that investment on us will be fantastic for, like you said, all the reasons Tom Tom said. So, no, that was just a paid consult. Like, I want to know more about this Very sort of thing. But yeah, um, I think that wraps things up nicely. That wraps things up nicely. This isn't going to be the usual podcast anymore. We're changing things up a little bit, guys. We're going to be answering questions, but then we're going to sort of delve into a topic and uh, go in like we just did then. And then obviously, yeah. when you've got Keep... some comedic value and also yeah. educational value as well, because we're not just people that goes, yeah, moment arms, etc. No. Yeah. But anyway, episode 19? 19, yep. Episode 19, nearly the big 2-0. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoying your walk, your cardio, whatever you're listening to us to while you're doing. Have a good day. Whamcast out.